Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. From Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, we hunt the world, and you can too. Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level? Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? But didn't know where to start? This podcast will be for you. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. Try to mix that up a little bit, huh? Bleep, you like that? That that was pretty good, huh? Yeah, no, not, oh, that's so (laughs) dumb. Yeah, let's not... Let's not get carried away here, Brad. All right. So anyway, welcome to the Bone Cave. I wish you were all in here. You know what one day, what goal we should have is to have this be a, a live video yeah, thing. Yeah. So we video set up podcast. a studio, studio with all It's more fun stuff. with a video because like on Spotify, if you want to, you can watch like the Rogan podcast. You can watch a video yeah. or you can watch it. Yeah. It's always well, more I entertaining. Mean, yeah. Um, so, and then maybe we could get some pot in here and smoke it on there one time, Brad, for you the first time. Dr. Brad Dana. I'm not going to smoke Dr. pot. Dr. Brad Dana. I'm not going to smoke pot for the first time here. on my podcast. <laughs> that would be a podcast then. That would be a podcast. You haven't smoked pot until you're 50. You might as well start with shrooms. I, I think oh, my I'm gonna, God. I'm not going I'm going to skip shrooms We were and just pot. in Denver, and we went by the, thi- the one of those, what are they called? The little uh, dispensaries. dispensaries. Yeah. And I told Lindley we'd go get some gummy bears and try it for the first time. So what they are they? they and give she's them like, dude, we're, we're, at this age we haven't. Let's abstain. I'm like, they, they, no, we might like it. You can actually buy. You, should, you should get a you teardrop buy, tattoo buy. then too, as long as you're getting wild. What? What? Your that means you've killed somebody. So I don't know got, what it means. So they got a hemp smelling gummy bears. <laughs> they got gummy bears that smell like hemp or whatever at THC or whatever's in that I think stuff. They have gummy bears that taste like gummy bears, but it has THC. Yeah, if you're but I heard start- if you eat it, it gets you more jacked up, and it hits you slower, but it hits you longer. I have no idea. Never well, tried it's it. funny. My brother-in-law, the judge, says these uh, this new the way they're oh this this podcast should be called Up and Smoke, by the way, because yeah. this is this is touche, <laughs> 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 huh? Um. So he said this this new pot, you know, back in the day. Uh, <laughs> when when Mark was buying pot and smoking it in the back of his truck or whatever, it used to be not very potent, but now it's really. Maui Waui. It really hits you. So so, uh, here's why, everybody. You're going to laugh. We are doing today, uh, our podcast from the Bone Cave is on the wildfires out west and the smoke and what effect it's going to have on the hunting out west this fall. And actually, you know, my mom told me the other day that it's just that they've had an awful haze from it clear back in Iowa. Um, and they were anticipating it to be bad for a day or two, but boy, it's it's been miserable here. You, oh. you know, I mean, we're we're right in the mix of it all, um, and the mix of it yeah. all. And so, anyway, but, but they call it up in smoke. So it's purple haze. So well, the up in smoke podcast. The up in smoke podcast. <laughs> Well, the thing is, you always wonder how many of these fires around the country were started by guys out there smoking weed and, and around the bonfires, right? Lighting well, up some marshmallows. Hippies and, and weed. Did I tell you guys about a month ago, Jackson came running upstairs and he goes, Dad, I saw, I saw lightning hit right behind our house. And he came running upstairs and he's like, Dad, you got to see this. There was a hundred, by the time he ran from downstairs to upstairs, there was a hundred by hundred yard area that was engulfed in flame. Yeah, we called it in. I, co- I think I texted you a picture of that that night, but, I mean, it was uh, this lightning 
Dry lightning. Well, lightning, I, I, all, all the fires we had where I grew up, and we had a couple that totally burned our ranch. It burned like 70, 80% were lightning strikes. One I even saw hit once. How, how close is that? Because there's a 370,000 acre yeah. fire right in now. In north central Oregon, it torched. I mean, I think one fire burned 70,000 acres. Another one burned 40 or you, 50. You know right now that there's a fire in Oregon, 370,000 yeah. acres. But that's, I think, western Oregon? Or okay. I, I don't I know. That was my question. I, isn't that it down by Medford in that country? Or is it I'll different? tell you. I have, a, I have the app. It's called InSync. Our, our area, we can put the fire out because you can buy fire lines with cat, put fire lines with cats. It doesn't have almost any timber. Right. It'll burn down the canyons, but once it hits the top, you can put it out. You can put yeah. a dig. You know, yeah. There's going to be plowed fields and things That's like that. We never lost any ho homes because the guys, the, the, the farmers and stuff, they pull out their tractors. So the biggest fire stuff. that we've had here is about a hundred thousand acres, and that's a big fire. And it was it it, it fortunately I think it, we got it late enough in the season that Mother Nature put it out. You know, I yeah. mean, it helped a lot. Right now, there started. is no Mother Nature helping no. you. No, unless you get a thunderstorm. But the humidity is low. Oh man, and uh, the the rainfall is not very much. So I interesting because even because uh, I thought you might have more trouble. This, but you were able to see because I'm anticipating. The first day was bad. I'm anticipating visibility for my sheep hunt could be. Nice thing about October first. Usually the fires are out by then, at least in that area. Yeah. But like British Columbia, I've had times when you, I mean, literally sheep hunting, you might as well throw the spine scope away. Yeah. One time on a bighorn hunt, it was so bad, it was worse than fog. We just stayed at Aaron's cabin, gonna go hunting. Wow. Stay there the whole day. Yeah. I mean, so literally, you could see 100, 200 yards if you look straight up. Maybe 80, 90. You well, could see the outlines of the, sh the, the trees across a meadow. Definitely some. Uh, we started uh, in that area. The sheep season, I think, started the 15th or 20th of August. Cause like, and it was later August, sometime around the 20th, 25th. Ben's, Ben's area got burned up up there in B.C. That, yeah. that 121 degrees that day or 123, some crazy. Did, you, did you see the? Um, he had, they started a GoFundMe site for yeah. it? So, really. So yeah, there's an app, just so, or not an app, it's a website. I-N-C-I-Web, W-E-B, dot W-N-W-C-G dot gov. I'm going to say that one more time. I-N-C-I-W-E-B dot N-W-C-G dot gov. And you can see every wildfire uh, from Minnesota. Look at that thing. Uh, yeah, oh, it's crazy. The West is Let's just blow it burned. up on Oregon right there. Yeah. So that's what I was going to do. So it's, a, it's good to have that too because I've had to track before because many times, that's well, not many, but a number of times, that's you know, Oregon, four or five right? times, yep. a hunt's been disrupted enough that you couldn't go where you're planning. And on if going, you, you, know? you click on the fire, it tells you 368 yeah. acres. But there's a big one in Oregon right now. Yeah, 370,000 acres, roughly. It was 369 this morning. That's the size of LA. Seriously, yeah. it's just in the wrong. It's just in the wrong place. I didn't say that. <laughs> I got myself. <laughs> I don't have a problem saying it. Uh, I got a lot of dear friends in LA. Uh, yeah, so they here's where it's the at. Ocean. So here's where it's at. It looks like it's on the uh, um, Spragu River. Spragu. Sprague. Sprague. Is it Sprague? Sprague. So that's just north of the Sprague River. So over there by out of Rosebur Roseburg. And it's, and it's 388,359. That, so that might be right east now. of Eugene. Their, their biggest fires are 500,000 acres and 511. So this is. So it's approaching. It's, it. What was Yellowstone in 1988? A lot. I, we're going to find that out. 
I'm see where that lake that is right here. So, so, so what's oh, oh, I know where this is. That's that's in a remote area. That's Klamath Lake. That's this is. Uh, are there e- any big? Oregon. Are there any good hunting in that area? Um, let me There's see. There's going to be let next see. year. <laughs> yeah, everything's going to be in there eating. Oh my gosh, it'll just. So it's funny because like that fire south of us, hundred thousand acres, totally rewrote the the books for hunting because all the right elk now, migrated down all there. the elk migrated down there the hunting up here in this unit is not as good anymore because i mean the, the dual cave area? So, yeah well, that's it, where yeah. that's that's just north of where i shot my first antelope with a bow that's north of gerber reservoir east of klamath falls so it's funny you say that because that's right where it's at yep. and the elk from the northern hills clear up here oh it's over by Bly, Oregon down there yep. and that's why the the populations it's not the hunt it used to be it's up here it's not the hunt it used to be up here because even, i mean even on the everything. wyoming side you know i mean all that it just sucked it's just sucked it like a, a vacuum down there because there's so much feed now and you can't even drive around the edge of it on the roads in the evening and not see elk. I mean, it's just pad, they're packed in there. Yeah. So, so that yeah, I used to hunt down there Creek, a lot Corral when Creek. I was a kid. But but here's the thing: it's going to affect like our hunt. There'll be mornings that it could be hazy. Right. I say our hunt, your hunt. Yeah. But the, it could be it could be hazy. Yeah. What's the worst you've ever seen? You said you stayed in a cabin for well, one day. I, I yeah, those big fires that were in British Columbia a few years yeah. ago in eighteen. Yeah. Yeah, I know right where that's at. You do. It's pretty remote area. Uh, it's farm ranch country. Is almost not much. So that's a hundred percent not a weed. And that's smoker. dry. That was uh, lightning. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, joking about the weed smoking. Most of that stuff in that country is lightning strikes. Yeah. You know, that's that's a hundred percent lightning strike probably. But or it doesn't take much. It takes some guy driving out there without a spark arrestor on his ATV. Or so is there anything we can do? Is there anything all the guys coming out west can do in preparation for this smoke when they're coming out here? Well, uh, later season rifle hunts aren't going to have it. It usually typically affects archery hunters more because of late August and September. Interesting. So the archery hunters will be affected. And, and, and give me the top three ways they'll be affected and the top three things they well, can Well, some places for. they've had to evacuate. Well, yeah, some places you can't hunt. They, have, they had to evacuate sheep hunters in Alberta a few years ago um, because a fire was coming. And they, a lot of guys lost a whole part of the season. I mean, guys lost their camps, like our friend Ben up in Canada. His camp got burned on that Linton fire. Yeah, there will probably be some places where you get to refund your tag this year. Yeah, sometimes the... the, the oh, so the state will refund a tag. If you don't have a chance to go hunting, yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, and there's been some big fires. I mean, Colorado had a big fire here last year, you know, that burned a lot of good hunting area. I mean, there's been a lot of fires. Okay, around. so we're talking about Western hunting, Western fires, but here's some trivia for you. I'm going to, you tell me, Brad, what's your guess at how many acres, we'll write this down, the closest one to this um, uh, has a shotgun of beer. So, um, uh, the, With a 410 the, or a 12 no, gauge? The, the one that's farthest away from this. Okay, so how many acres do you think the 1988 Yellowstone fire encompassed? Oh, the Yellowstone uh, fire burned some. Uh, 1.2 million. One, between 1.2 and 1.5 million. Okay. Over a million acres. So you Yellowstone's say 1.2, you're going to go 1.5. So you're going above. I think and, it burned 70 or 80%. Is, it, is this bleep. like the prices, right? And bleep. Is yep, this, yep so kind of. I would kinda. actually, Yellowstone or the surrounding area, just Yellowstone Park? Um, Yellowstone Fire. Yeah, the Yellowstone Fire. Well, yep, Yellowstone the Park is 1988 fires of Yellowstone National Park. Yellowstone is 2.2 million acres. Okay. So, and it burned like 75 to 80, I think 88% of it. So, I'm going to say 1.7 million. Um, I got the stats right here. So, um, nobody's going to be upset, right? What okay. do you got? I had 1.6. 1.6. Okay. Listen, see, that's. So, now I do remember as a kid in Iowa um, because I was a senior in high school and, and it got foggy. I mean, it got smoky and you could see it and it was bad. 
1988 fires affected approximately 800,000 acres or 36% of the park. So it was five a, fires yeah. burned five fires burned into the park that year from adjacent public lands including the largest in the North Fork and it started accidentally and burned more than 410,000 acres from that one specific area. So it was down. only 800 800. But they don't put yeah. it out. But they no the, it just honestly, let it burn. Best, honestly best where I where, where I was just really. at you should just let it burn. It honestly needs to burn. Because so, you got all that beetle kill that's starting to lay on the ground, and you can't walk through it. So they were talking that year that, that it would be sterile because that fire burned so hot, and the next year it was lush and green. Well, well so speaking, it came back like crazy. Speaking about political correctness and fires, you know how they was blaming on global warming? warming? They, they, you, you Actually, it needs to be blamed on Forest people, mismanagement. Pe- people building houses. And, people building houses. In places where they can't have control burns anymore, so when the fire gets too big, just go look at Bozeman, Montana, where I lived for a while. Go look at aerial photos from 1900 versus 2010 or whatever, and it's like it, what used to be an open hillside is all timber. It's the reason there's so many fires is because the fires used to come through and burn here, they burn there. Yeah, they would always burn. They'd have lightning strikes. You think it wasn't lightning strikes in 1865? Yeah, and think of the emissions that a right. fire, forest fire, puts this 388,000 acres. So of how Oregon. much carbon? And then somebody's like carbon effect of these people. It's well, it's it's during like the a, dinosaur it's like times, a whisper. You know what I'm saying? During the dinosaur. So times i was told when you were there that it was you were told 50, by a guy 50 to 100 <laughs> times the carbon that there is now right so listen real quick and then we got to get back to our um what what we're going to do with those three questions so the yellowstone fires of 1988 collectively formed the largest wildfire in the recorded history of the yellowstone national park in the united states uh, uh starting as many smaller individual fires that came together the flames quickly spread out of control due to drought conditions and increasing winds combined in one of the largest uh um uh, I don't know what that word is. With burning for several months, you were right, Bleep. Um, the fires crazy, almost destroyed two major visitor uh, destinations. And on September 8, 1988, the entire park closed to all non-emergency personnel for the first time in history, only to arrive. Uh, only the arrival of cool, moist weather in the late autumn brought the fires to an end. The total of 793,880 acres, or 36% of the park, was affected by wildfire. So, so I heard it was like 76% or whatever, but that's 36% is still a lot. A giant amount. But so, Yellowstone has a lot of open areas that didn't really burn, but, it, I mean, it's not like it's all timber there. But there's a lot of timber in Yellowstone. So uh, one of the cool books, if you want a cool book to reference, is Yellow, what was that, Yellow Ore, Yellow Hair, Yellow Pine. That was in, done in the Black Hills. They went back to the same spots that George Custer's uh, photographer Yeah, the General did. Custer, yeah. Was his name George? No, yeah. Name what did I call General him? General Custer. You call him George, General Custer. Uh, yeah. That went back to General Custer. General Custer. That's one of the coolest books ever. You're yep. right. Henry but like Lewis and Clark. What is stuff. it? The photographer was Henry Yes. Oh, yeah, Henry. We've changed, we've changed the nature of stuff because we've hey, we got an artsy fartsy guy who knows all that shit. Yeah, man. I, I've got the book. Yeah, I got yeah. the book too. I don't remember the damn name of the who wrote it, bleep. But it's pretty cool because they go back um, when he was here, and they took they found the exact same spot. Some fo- spots are unreproducible almost because there's so much timber because of fire suppression here, and back in the day. 
fairly wide open. I mean, not the Black Hills that we know of today. I mean, it's just... No, there's... And, and, and yeah, not logging and not burning is a problem. Because right now... Here's we have, the reality. Just go to Germany Forest. You look, they don't have fires there much. They, they, the record, they keep all the undergrowth done. For the record, the book was written by um, Paul Horstead and Ernest Graff. Those were the authors. Paul Horstead and Ernest Graff. So people can go get it. And that, you know it's what? It's called Yellow what? Yellow or Yellow uh, Hair, Yellow Pine. Oh, really? Yellow ore, yellow hair, yellow pine. Yeah, and, and it's a depiction, kind of, it is a depiction of before and Yeah, it's, and it's, now. it's the before and afters. They went and reproduced the well, same can, photo from I the I saw it at Rowland Gallatin. You go that, that, Bo, that Bozeman Pass, well, I think they call it, be, between Livingston and Bozeman. Yeah. That, that's insane. So it's, like, it's like, it's totally, it's a different world. Well, here's the thing. Ranchers call them weeds here. You talk to a rancher up in the hills, uh, in, in the Black Hills, and, and they'll go, damn weeds, they're growing everywhere. Yeah, if I get somebody and cut these weeds every seven to ten years, I'd get them out of here. Because, you know, they want pasture land. They want, they want them thinned out. They don't want, you know, and it, well, it's... There's so and the, many and the old growth forest yeah. on the coast is different. They, they, they typically don't burn as much. But Washington's and the bureaucrats tell a whole different story and create a different narrative than it's actually happening well, in the location. Like, remember how they were criticizing Trump because Trump was saying they just, oh, it's global warming. Well, the, the whole narrative of global warming again, people to drive electric cars and panic and live in fear orange hair orange clouds and orange fire yeah but it, it i mean the fires i mean orange man bad. if you get hit with a fire in one of these hunts i mean they've had to evacuate people because these fires move so fast and kill people so what 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 are what's going to happen like okay we have clients that are booked in here you're saying the state will give the tags back, right? And, and well, a lot of times they do, yeah. Oftentimes, if, if there's yeah. a fire, they just hand the tags back. Mm -hmm. So you don't lose your points. They give you a tag back. You reapply next year. Most outfitters. Um, Most uh, outfitters are kind of screwed. Yeah. They don't, and, 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 you know, less the hunters. I mean, that's why a lot of hunters, most outfitters won't give a refund. No. They might say, hey, you come back next year for half price. Yep. But, I mean, the outfitter can't afford that. I mean, so if, if it's really critical and you're going to fire hazard, get the trip insurance. That's about ten to twelve percent of the hunt cost, and that would be like a, you know Global Rescue or Ripcord, Redpoint, um, Ripcord's a Redpoint company, or Global Rescue and get the travel and uh, trip insurance. I just renewed my. It's not the trip insurance, but I did just renew my uh, Global Rescue. Global Rescue, yeah, yeah. and uh, for my whole family. And they basically have three different things. They got evacuation from disasters and everything, which could be a fire, right? That could be it. Could pay for that. Generally, though, if it's a fire in the Forest Service, the Forest Service is going to pay for that, you know, from what I know. But let's say you break your leg, and that's not a Forest Service problem. Um, so you, that covers that. It gets you out. And then you have the medical part of it, which covers the medical until you get to your, your place of residence or where they can get you stable and your normal medical insurance kicks in. And then you have the trip insurance. So if you had to cancel because, let's say, wife got hit by, you know, uh, hit by lightning, whatever, and she's in the hospital and you got to go take care of her and you got to cancel your trip. So that's basically tripping or the outfitter, you know, he gets in a car wreck and can't outfit you something, you know, right. or the fire, it, it right. would cover that kind of stuff. Right. That's interesting. That's good. So, so, but I, I want to tell people they got to be prepared because it will affect their hunt early season, especially. Well, oh, so, what sure. so, what, so that's when I've always had trouble. It, it's it, archery. Yeah. I've been on three sheep hunts yeah. that yeah. we yeah. couldn't really hunt because of the fires, but generally if it's, is enough wind in Northern BC that the fire will change. And I just say, get in a position where when the fire breaks, you can start glassing. 
It's just like fog. To me, it, I look at f- the fire like fog. It's typically not going to last for 10, 15 days. If it does, then you are screwed. I've never seen it last for 10, 15 days. I've seen two, three days of disaster. And a lot of and times, I sit once, there and wait. The wind, once the wind changes, the wind will change it, eventually. it'll blow it out. I remember about five years ago, I was flying somewhere. Maybe it was 10 years ago. I have no idea. But we were flying back. And uh, um, we were going over Wyoming, and you could sell it, smell sulfur really bad. And the captain came on and said, the smell of sulfur is nothing. Your neighbor next to you doesn't have a stomach ache. Well, maybe they do, but it's not that smell. Um, and uh, he just said that it's the uh, carbon in the air where it gets processed and comes through from the fire because we were going through some, you know, some crud. And there was that, that was when those fires were in Canada. So what was that? You were, that's when you killed that moose. Um, just oh, yeah. before, because yeah, that you was, were, uh, we were worried yeah. you weren't going to get up there. That was, uh, where was that? What was, uh, um, Fort, um, Fort, 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 yeah. uh, not Fort St. John, no, Fort, 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 William? Fort no. no, Fort, um, uh, McHenry. Fort <laughs> Peck. No, not Fort Peck. Now I'm thinking, uh, United States, um, Fort something, Fort. Uh, where was that? And you sent me pictures just weeks before you got there. Yeah, it was and, crazy. And it was just burnt up, you know? No, it was crazy. You could see <clears throat> fire. I mean, the fire, some places it was so hot, the fire didn't even get there because they'd come up to the road. Fort McMurray. Fort McMurray. Oh, yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. Oh, in northern Alberta, I knew that place. Fort yeah. McMurray. It burned most of the town. Yeah. He sent pictures of brand new cars out by the airport. Yeah, just and, and it burned an entire subdivision. Yeah, you saw, well, you edited the show. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it was crazy because when I was flying over it on my little uh, float plane. <laughs> yeah, when you're taking I mean, off. There, were, there were blocks in town the fire went up to. And then and, and then it went around him, and then it burned everything. It was just somehow. And there's videos of the guys trying to get away from town, and they were driving through the flames. Yes, yes, and, and so that we buckled the paint. You had a you had that bull right there. Yeah. Um, that bull right there was. I'm gonna take a picture. Yeah, Fort McMurray. I'm gonna take a picture and put it on Instagram. That 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 For, bull moose right there. Fort McMurray is the start of the tar sands below, the, and that's where they do the. Um, the, the Don't yawn, Brad. Compressed. They got to squeeze, basically squeeze it out of the sand. Oh yeah, I got it. With the glasses, it actually looks more distinguished. It's more sure. expensive to get than Saudi oil and stuff like that. So oh really? Oh, much so, more. So how did yeah. Huh? Yeah. So how did it? Die? <laughs> yeah. And that's why when the oil price well, is thirty, forty dollars, so I remember money. being freaked out about you not getting up there. Yeah. Not freaked out, but we were like, dude, what's going to even happen? Yeah. No. No. By the time I got up there, the fire was out, um, and life had kind of been restored. But I tell you what. There was a couple things. A lot of the places burned. And the other thing is because of the oil, uh, it didn't take much of a house. I mean, I can't remember, but they were, had trailer houses that were selling for insane amounts. I can't remember what the number was, a half million Canadian or whatever. You know, I, 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 that could be, I could be way off base. No, they I don't were, remember. It was, it was in, the, pri- the housing was very inflated. Yeah. And people would have to bring trailer campers up to, to sleep. They couldn't get a place to sleep. Yeah. But you know, but I mean, we were able to get up there. We stayed in. Uh, that in a town's never that fully f- recovered yet. But the oil prices right now—the oil price is the first time in three, four years, really—that is pretty decent. I think it's—I don't know—is it seventy or eighty dollars a barrel? So yeah. But anyway, um, I didn't have any visibility issues at that point. You no, know, it rained enough. But that was what was. Well, you saw right where the fire was when you oh, flew over it. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it was, was only a few weeks, and it was gone. Yeah, cleared out. 
But it's you know up there it's so thick and dense. It's um, a block. It's a, I call it the block spruce forest. Yeah, I mean you can't even you just barely can walk through it. I mean you're down. It's not as bad as like Vancouver Island where it's no. impenetrable, yeah. but it's thick. You know, and that stuff doesn't burn. So that that true rainforest doesn't burn very much. That's why the old growth timber there is two, three, four hundred years old and never had those natural fires. But like for us, I mean we we're driving around like where we go right now. We have shovels, rakes, fire extinguishers. I mean, it's just bad out here. It's it's dry. And now yeah. in the Black Hills, the fire to the danger they they have moderate listed, and I I've seen it a lot of times extreme. So we're still getting enough rain here, but you only go twenty miles, you know, around the around the mountain range here, and it's uh, it's totally different, especially north. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, so. you don't want to fill up the backpack for spare with kerosene right now. <laughs> no. So how does that affect your hunt? Well, it's like fog. I mean, the main thing is if it's not close to you, it could be 50 to 100 miles away and affect you. You get up like a, a northern BC or Alaska fire, some of those fires are not going to put them out. They're not going to really hurt much. And so they're just going to burn for maybe two, three weeks, and it's going to change. The, 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 the weather's going to change. The wind will change and finally burn yeah. back on And itself. so I've been in those lots over the years. So it's not – but once you get start getting down like Colorado, southern BC – you know, those fires, it's going to burn a lot more houses and, 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 and facilities, right? And um, and the hunting areas are smaller. Well, it will affect some people. Some people won't be able to go hunt on their hunts because some places are going to be burned up. Um, some places, they'll, you know, their tag will be unusable. The other, they'll turn their tag back in. Some places you'll If you have asthma, seven. if you yeah. have any issues anywhere, you're already going to altitude. Right. If it's going to be a, a mess, the, the you know, the atmosphere from yep. all the – you know, you might, you, you yeah. just want to start thinking about it. You know, and I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm trying, trying to be Bummer Brian or the doom and gloom crowd. Well, and some of these, you can get really a firestorm that's happened. Like, look at that fire that caught those Colorado, you know, hot shots or those smoke jumpers. You know, that it, it caught them all except one guy. And, you know, it can even, some of these fires, you don't want to mess with them if they get, if it's big winds. Because it can go 20, 30 miles in a matter of, you know, not even an hour. Right. So you, you, if it's too close to you, 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 know, you don't have a way out. You don't have a lake around you or something to get into. You know, you want you don't want to be ahead of it. It seems like we, these twenty thirty mile an hour winds. Yeah, it, it creates a, a, it's almost impossible to save any structures. Well, and there's so much fuel, right? I mean, and, and then the wind and all the oxygen. It creates its own wind. It's just, it actually yeah. creates its own wind. It does. It just pull. It just yeah. drafts itself. Yeah. yeah. You know, because that that was what they said about the uh, um, the. Uh, the fire there in Yellowstone, you know, it was a bunch of little ones and they just came together and kept getting bigger and bigger. And, and bigger. they create the their own fire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They create their own weather. The weather, I mean. Yeah. yeah. The I fire mean, creates its own weather. Yeah. And they cause more, sometimes they'll cr create more lightning storms and add, add fuel to the fire. So I've always speak. wondered how much carbon I like a fire like that would put out versus the entire United States of automobiles and factories. Oh, it's, it's, it's not even, I mean, I, I can't imagine, but these, these, like they're just billowing. Blows? It's a lot of, like a lot of cow farts. It's the, Oh my, it's tons of cow farts yeah. and it's tons of cars starting yeah. and you know, it's just like, give me a break. But then again, I'd like to know, I'd like to know the emissions it takes to turn on every Starbucks to serve every yuppie their pot of coffee in the morning when they could have just, uh, did it from their house and saved the car ride to the, you, you, yeah. You like Starbucks, Brian. I, I, but I, but I'm not the one bitching about the emissions 
you know, um, I'm not a big Starbucks well, guy, the, the, so that doesn't affect me at all. I'm a coffee. Well, you guy, do have but to I be careful though. That so, coffee doesn't taste as good as. Well, one of the things you have to be careful of, though. Let's say if you I've have been a a, if time. you have an antelope tag, you have a mule deer or whitetail tag, and you have an early season hunt, and you're driving on a rancher's property, you're driving out in the BLM yeah. land, and a lot of these new vehicles, the problem is they all have catalytic converters, and they have. Um, you know, some of these diesels have diesel burners on them. So you used to have a straight pipe diesel would almost never start a fire. It doesn't burn that hot. And diesel doesn't spark, right? I mean, it's, if, if something's wrong with the diesel, it puts out black smoke. It doesn't put a spark out. But a gas motor can put a spark out, and these diesel burners. So you can't drive on farmer's ranch ground and, and stubble fields and stuff with these hot catalytic converters when it's hot and dry. So one of the things you can do is not be an idiot and start fires out there because you can start them with that. There's lots of times over the years of guys, an old wheat truck, they didn't have a proper muffler on it. He'd have it out there and they'd backfire and it would start a fire or, or some uh, a bunch of s- dust and, and chaff would sit on the top of the exhaust and they didn't realize it. And it would start a fire, and the stuff would fall off. So my my buddy and I were out uh, hunting, or hot burying uh, on a combine will do it too. And we were driving in, and we buried his car after a, a rainstorm. But it was a bunch of it was on an open grass field. We started a fire because <laughs> oh. the muffler, even though it was in the, it, it hit that grass, and even though that grass was was wet on the the soil, the grass was dry and it took off. Here here's the reality though, guys. What people don't understand is what you said earlier, and we should touch on that before we wrap this up. These fires are negative for today, and uh, they have a negative effect on a lot of our travels, and, and I'm not saying they're good in any way, shape, or form at this they're, moment, but, but they, do the future, have, they do have an amazing effect on the soil, on uh, um, the ecosystem, and, uh, you know, um, yeah. And so once once it recovers, it's going to be fires. Fires to me is like the natural fertilizer. Yeah. To me, if you're going to try and grow wonderful wildlife, you want quite a few fires. You want to keep the predators down. So to me, the fires like fertilizer and the the predator management is like weed control. And if you're a rancher or farmer and you don't do controlled burns and don't fertilize, you're not going to get good yields. And if you don't spray your noxious weeds. And you're going to have, and don't keep the coyotes down. They're going to eat your calves, and they're going to explain why you use the word nirvana, because this, and I think we should explain that. I mean, explain that thing down here, the phenomenon of the elk in the Black Hills because of a fire. Well, it it fertilizes the soil because it puts all the nutrients back into the soil, which we don't have. And here's the other thing. I mean, there's, you know, like our forest is a, a mature monoculture pine forest, ponderosa pine forest, you know, it's really managed, uh, obviously, for board feet of timber. And uh, when that, you know, I mean, we obviously had the pine beetle problem. That was one thing. But that what the, pro- the other problem with the pine beetles, it comes, comes through or kills everything. The wind knocks them over. It just becomes a big, gnarly, entangled mess. That fire, you know, it opens that forest back up. It burns all that duff, the underbrush, you know, the pine... Uh, pine mittens underneath the trees, you know, that consumes that up, releases all that nitrogen back. You get, you get a little bit of moisture. It really, really, really takes off the feed, you know, it opens that up. So a lot of times fire, you know, although in the short term, it super sucks, you know, especially if you're in an ag area where, you know, I mean, it might burn up a ranch 
uh, ranches. Well, I've seen it burn. I've seen it burn entire crops up. But yeah. Generally, you have good fire insurance. Crops and you know burns the. In our fences. area, you had to have crop insurance. Right. You had to have hail insurance because you had, you could. I've the seen big crops white. Com- I grew up in Iowa. The big white combine. You know what the big white combine is? Hail. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but you get you get Wipe some you moisture. Out, <laughs> uh, that's where everything goes. It just sucks everything into it. All the animals back into it. and. The, the wildlife population blossoms because there's so much more f- more food. Well, it's, it's not good on spotted owls and, like, squirrels, but it's really good for ungulates. But I, I, I will tell you this, not only ungulates, but the, the squirrels. Um, they, they go into the ground. Yeah. We, we, used to, we used to get fined in Iowa for not knocking, for knocking your Canadian thistles, uh, not knocking them down. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Now they Canadian don't, thistles, bad news. Bad news. Now they don't want you to. Because they create an amazing ecosystem for all the songbirds. Oh. But I will tell you this. when but we they do more negative than they, they do good. Way more negative than they do good. But when we would burn a field, if Canadian thistles came in, you could cut it and cut it and cut You could be out there with a sickle saw and cut that thing. You could drop a, a you know, a, um, a, a pasture sickle on them and uh, cut them down. And they just come right back. You burnt them suckers early in the spring. You burn that thing off in the fall and then light it on right away in the spring again once it got a little dry. Way. Boom. Way better. Your, your green grass well, would take over. It is Fire is a natural. Well, it's the, funny the, because it's whole. African natives burned lots, and so did, I believe, the American natives. They did a lot of burning here when they could, right? But they right. didn't have big did they, structures there. Did they mobile. do a lot of burning, or did they just not fight the fires because they didn't? I, I have think the in general they didn't put, put it out. out. I yeah. think, but they will. Do. I think they did do a lot of burning because you see them. Yeah, because they would burn things out to hunt them. Yeah. They'd push them along, and they would start fires, and then just smoke them out. You know. Well, the problem is the like South saga. America where they burn. It's too much, right? They're clearing all the land, so there's a fine line. Rainforest is not necessarily good to burn. Right. Right, because it doesn't grow back cr- properly. But we, you, a lot of our a lot of our forest area in North America used to be ra- ra- rangeland that now has timber on it. Yeah, so anyway, I guess the moral of the story is be prepared, have have fire extinguishers come out here, yes. get ready, um, you know, make some alternative Always arrangements. Always have fire extinguishers. You might have to, you might have to uh, hunt a different area. You know, I've had to do that. The places that I go back every, every year, elk hunting, couldn't get to. Always, always have an in-reach and or satellite phone. Yep. Because then you can put out your your your, your coordinates, and so if yep. you have to get rescue, you can hit the SOS on your inreach. Yeah. Uh, because that is actually pretty the, critical. The O poop button. So. No, because if you're going to push it, I mean, if you're going to do something stupid and hunt right in front of a fire, you definitely got to have the toys to get you out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's the deal, man. But but here's the reality: sun's going to come up tomorrow. It's going to go down tomorrow night. Something that where there's going to be a storm, lightning's going to strike. There's fuel in these mountains. That fuel is all, all these deadfalls, all this stuff. It's going to start on fire. Um, you know, having lived here now 15 years, it's been an amazing, uh, you know, I guess learning experience for me. And, uh, um, you know, it's, uh, it's scary, but at the same time, it renews life. So, um, but listen, all of you, uh, we appreciate you plugging in. We will keep you updated on the fall fires. And we'll have something in our upcoming newsletters that keep coming out. Right, Bleep? We'll put something in there, may, may, maybe just like a little Western Fire Corner for them. Or, we did that last 
you did. Okay, it was in there last time. Perfect. And uh, But listen, we would really love to have you be a part of our community. Um, you go check us out at rollingbones.com. You can look at any one of our three members. Uh, you know, we, we have a three membership tiers. Uh, they all get the same standard of service. That's just higher levels of what we get engaged with you. We'll take your call. We're here to help you. We want to be, uh, we want to be your outdoor adventure resource. That's what we want to do. We want to help offer you service, access, value, and education. Uh, no matter where you're going or what you're doing, um, we want to be a resource. So thanks for plugging in. Here's a quick reminder. Be sure to subscribe to Hunt the World wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. Also, share the podcast with a hunting buddy. Tell somebody about it. Man, we sure appreciate it, um, and we'd sure love to have them a part of this, and uh, we really do try to bring great value every week. So leave us a review. Tell us what you're thinking. Give us a topic or two. We, we appreciate that. Um, your feedback is our fuel. Um, no pun in, actually kind of punny um, and uh, pun intended. Your feedback's our fuel and it helps us get better for you. And uh, until next week, stay healthy, be safe and happy hunting. No, don't do it. <laughs>